Maybe I woke, I, I, woke, I woke up this morning just zero hours, 9 a.m. <laughs> just a bit of Rocket Man. Wow. Maybe you dreamt Such it. A time. <laughs> you love singing on our podcast, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> no, this is the warm up. I can do whatever I want. I've already farted. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Refresh. Um, Lee is away this week in Hawaii. I'm lucky. (laughs) So we have our editor CP standing in. Welcome. Hi. Um, (laughs) Such enthusiasm. Hi. Um, And we have a bit of an interesting way to kick off the podcast this week. This is yeah, we did touch on this last week. Oh, okay. But we're revisiting a very come on, guys, just let it rip. Lee wrote a story about should farts be smelly and mm-hmm. how to know what's normal. But before we get on to that, we re- there was a real debate in the HuffPost office mm-hmm. about whether or not it's okay to fart in front of your partner. Mm-hmm. I say no, absolutely not. CP, we're on the good team. Look, I don't have a partner, but <laughs> if I did, and I have had partners before, there's, what, there's nothing wrong with a good old nothing. fluff. It's a fart game. No way. As far as my husband's concerned, I'm a magical unicorn who just does not do it. Hang on. No. Wait, wait, wait. Fart game? Eddie Murphy. Have you never seen that segment? Yeah, I'll send you the link. It's very good. <laughs> okay, we're well, moving on. I'm in the minority. Lee did a poll. It was 78% yes, it's okay, and only 22% no. It's natural. It is, and this story proves it. We fart, on average, is it 12 to 18 times a day? 14 to 18 times mm, a day. That's a lot. You can't keep all those in. That's why, conservative. Wh- what? <laughs> oh my god yeah, why would so you keep it in it is look it is natural it is healthy but you don't have to do it in front of your partner that's all I'm saying there's nothing wrong with a little flutch blutch <laughs> <laughs> nice continue um, so but Lee was looking at I guess well because we all know sometimes you can do super smelly ones and then sometimes there's no smell yeah. at all and what so you do deal. fart no I've just heard I've read on the interweb <laughs> So, what's normal? Yeah. Um, well, according to Lee's story, it's perfectly okay to have some pongy fluffs mm-hmm. from time to time. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I such like a five-year-old. <laughs> bit of fluff, <laughs> pongy. But it is—it's totally it healthy is totally, and natural, right? Yes. It's just the body's. It's your body. It, it's actually a sign that your body's working and you're getting enough fiber and like everything's good like mm. that. Mm-hmm. But if you like, you have experienced quite. Like an increase, maybe. Yeah, and they're all smelling really terrible. Yeah. Then you might want to look, like, see if like something's going on in your gut. Yeah, or... because yeah. I think a lot of different foods have an effect on, mm. um, I guess, wind production. Things like the FODMAP foods, which is like you know those sugars that tend to ferment, um, and then junk food apparently. So it's all about like the chemical, like what chemical structure is in your farts, which is really strange because you don't really think about that when you fart. You're just like, oh, I farted. <laughs> Is that, that is that what you do, Julia? <laughs> You're not like, hmm, chemical structure. I wonder. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna listen out for Juliet just in the middle of the news going, going, oh, I thought. Oh shit, we've lost her. Holy's oh gone. god, oh god. Um, and I didn't know this, but apparently there was a claim that smelling farts can fight strokes, heart attacks. I have never. I've never heard that before. Anyway, don't go. It's not true. Yeah, no, just that's not true. So you know, relax. <laughs> So, should we move on? Any, anyone else want to talk? I know. I quite literally would just want to spend the whole time talking about farts. Because <laughs> I'm five. Uh, um, the next one I wrote, and it's about signs that your partner is... Oh, holy signs dead, that your partner's mom. doing a fluff. Holy's dead. Oh, dear. Lee, come oh, home. We're lost. 
Um, signs your partner is checking out emotionally. <laughs> checking out because your partner. <laughs> Stop it. So it's almost like your partner's gone with the wind. <laughs> oh my God. This is terrible. Um, although okay, so what is, is loving it. So what are some of the signs? Um, well, they can be, I mean, I guess it's preface to this with saying every relationship's very different. So some people might not be that affectionate and that's just how they roll as a mm. couple and other people like want to smooch a million times a day. So it's about, I guess, knowing what, your normal is your right? normal is mm. and i guess if things are deviating from that normal that you feel a bit worried about you know so it could be things like lack of affection if you are an affectionate couple or like just little things that if there's something that you do for, like you do for each other all the time like i know my husband brings me in a cup of tea in bed every sunday morning and mm. he takes my daughter and i get lying if those little habits they're not doing them anymore and you're like hey like what happened What's to happening? our thing yeah yeah and um or they might just literally be a bit disengaged or whatever basically anything that's sort of out of the normal so it's like a, a, like a almost like a routine change yeah, I guess so. Or just affected behavior or uh-huh. things. You know, you know, in your, like when you're in a relationship and you can feel like things are just a bit off. Different, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're not saying hello when you walk in the front door or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, I think we've just lo- we've lost a, feel bit, a bit of distant. something. Yeah. So, Start using first names instead of pet names. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Christopher. Yeah. Hi, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we do if we notice this happening well, in our I relationship? spoke to Matt Garrett from Relationship Australia and he was like, firstly, don't freak out. And they'd be like, well, they're cheating. They must be doing this or whatever. And just check in. Like, I mean, it's pretty standard advice. And they're like, oh, I noticed that, you know, this is Yeah, it is might happening. be a work thing or... Yeah, exactly. A lot of reasons that it could be. Yeah. And he said, just approach him in order to have the conversation, but not from a point of view as like, well, I'm doing everything right in this relationship, mm. but you've like really let... What's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? I'm amazing. Yeah. So don't put like the blame well, I never on <laughs> And so going with a very generous and open mind and have the discussion as a couple. I think the point about like that Juliet just raised about it could be work, could be anything. Yeah. We do have a tendency to, it's not that we think everything's about us, but when you're in a relationship, you really care about the dynamic mm-hmm. and you don't want it to be something that you're doing or not doing. But just to be able to realize that it can be it can other stuff. It can fluctuate a little yeah. bit too. And it's it doesn't not, have to be it's perfect not always just that they're mad at you. Yeah, they exactly. Might be, they might just be shutting down because yeah. work's crappy or they had a fight with a friend. Or yeah, exactly. and it's so easy to internalise yeah. and be like, oh, like, what have I yes. done? Like, you know, have I... And then that can create more issues that weren't even there. Yeah, exactly. Communication is key. Key. Yes. And also, he used to say that um, <clears throat> it might feel a bit artificial, but it's a good idea to check in with each other even if things are great. Like, you know, just be like, hey, like, we're just checking we're all on track and mm. everything. You don't mm-hmm. have to wait for things to sort of slip off the wheels a little bit before you, you know, check in with your partner. This is you, the next one, isn't it? Oh, nine signs. Okay, we'll do, you'll do it yours. Nine okay. signs that you're not getting enough fat. All right. So I think fat, you know, dietary fats have gone through a lot over the years. Mm. So it was all about low fat, you know, sugar is fine. And now it's switched quite the opposite. So sugar is the devil and probably rightly so. And fat is okay. Mm. So, but not all fats. They're not all created created equal. equal. So the ones we want are the unsaturated ones. Mm -hmm. So they are found in things like nuts and seeds, avocado, oily fish like salmon, Mm. um, even olive oil. So they're the good ones. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the saturated fats, which more like your fats found in animal products like bacon. Hello. (laughs) 
<laughs> dairy. I'm here for this. Dairy. Dairy. Yeah. And then but they're not um, bad McDonald's. For you, are they? Well, that's there's a lot of some people say that saturated fats are linked to heart disease mm-hmm. and others say it's not as simple as that. Okay. So it's still a bit murky, but most experts agree that you should probably stick to the unsaturated fats mm-hmm. or just pick those more than the saturated fats. So you want saturated fats to be um, 10% or less of your total kind of fat intake mm-hmm. of the day. Mm. So um, signs so you're not getting enough. Yeah. So, so wait, just before we move on, what, where does like all the really naughty fats come in? Like So um, things like, you know, like donuts. Donuts, um, cakes, cookies, like biscuits that you get at the supermarket, yeah. all the kind of fried pastries. And trans fats is actually the worst. And that's in things like margarine or yeah. some margarines, not so much anymore, but um, like meat pies or that like pastry butter. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, not yeah. great, unfortunately. Why? It's my <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> okay, so how can we tell if we're not getting enough? Yeah, so because fat is so important for a lot of different processes in the body, um, there are some signs that kind of become really clear when you aren't eating enough, and they include dry and scaly skin. Mm. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, dry eyes, constantly feeling cold, oh. um, dry hair and or hair loss, um, hormonal problems, uh, including loss of menstrual cycle, um, and in- inability to feel full or always feeling hungry because fat can really help with satiety and help make you feel full. Right. Yeah. So without it, you yeah. might be craving like lots of sugar or just food in general. And then other ones include deficiencies in the fat-soluble vitamins. So some vitamins actually need fat to kind of, you know, be processed in the body. Right, yeah. So then things like vitamin K. Um, it's pretty interesting. And then another sign is constant fatigue. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, yeah. And just one for the ladies out there, because there's still a perception, I think, that like fat makes you fat. Does it? Well, it's kind of like with any food. If you're eating in excess of it, then yes. Yeah. But if you having too much of it then of course that's going to make you gain weight yes so you want to have moderate amounts so yes healthy fats are good for you but you don't want to overdo it yeah. so you know be sensible yes. have a handful of nuts a day use your olive oil with some salad smash a whole thing of cashews exactly yeah cool but it definitely include it gotcha so our next one um siobhan wrote who's um a great journal in our office and she was writing about how to tell if your period is normal now this is really interesting because i think you know, women have such different symptoms that it's very hard. Like you can't compare and be like, "Oh, well, Juliet doesn't have such bad pain." Yeah. Like you know, so women basically get to think that their what their symptoms are are just what happens to exactly. them. Exactly, it's normal. Yeah, but often you can have like cases that you actually need to go and see a GP because they're not normal and the women don't even know. Exactly. So I think the main things um, that were broken up, uh, broken down if the article were, so bleeding. So if you're bleeding too much, yeah, that's, you know, p- perhaps not a good sign. So to be, just to be graphic, she basically, the um, professional that um, Siobhan spoke to said, if you are going through like bleeding through a super tampon, like quite quickly. Every two to three hours, yeah. I think. And you need to have a pad as well. That is not normal. Yeah. Um, which surprised me because I know a lot of people who've got really heavy periods and who would just think, oh, I've just got a I've got a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, heavy yeah. flow or whatever. But no, that ne- that actually needs to be checked out. That could be a sign about um, what is it, being anemic. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So check that out. Also, period pain. Everyone knows what period pain is like. But if it's too hectic, like if you can't go to work or if you are missing out and going to a party or something because you, it's affecting your, you're crippling, yeah. that needs to be checked out as well. 
And then there was the third part was emotional change. So we've talked about PMS, but there's also something called PMDD, and we've got a really great article um, on HuffPost about that as well. So that affects 3 to 8% of menstruating women, and it kindly, uh, kind of results in extreme mood shifts, even mm. you know depression, anxiety. So if you're experiencing those every month, mm. get it checked out. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is no reason that a woman has to deal with those kind of emotional, like severe emotional mood swings, severe pain or excessive bleeding. It's not normal. Go and see your GP. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, gosh, it doesn't really sound like much fun, does it? <coughs> now, this next one, Hooli, you wrote again. And this... Come back, CP. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> just listening. <laughs> this blew my mind. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. This... Okay, it's an article about rice, but before you think that's not exciting, Hooli, I'll hand over to you. It is so wild. So, there are a lot of different types of rice, and they actually have very differing nutritional profiles. So, I think white is probably all of our go-to, but it's not the best for us. And Mm. the main reason for that is the rice kind of seed or the plant, with white rice, all those external layers have been removed. So yeah. brown rice is when they have those layers, the germ and things like that, the hull, and then white white rice has that removed. So if it was like if it was like a, a vegetable or whatever, it's like if you peeled off the skin or yeah, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So white rice um, with that removal of the um, and that's where all the nutrients live. Isn't yeah, exactly. It? In, the, so in the kernel-y bit, the fiber. Um, the vitamins and minerals, we want all of that mm-hmm. when we're having rice and white rice doesn't provide that. Wild. I know. So then on to brown. So brown has the outer hull removed, but it still has the bran layer and the germ. Mm-hmm. And that means there's more nutrients and more fiber, mm-hmm. which is really good for, you know, stabilizing blood sugar levels and helping us to stay full. You know what else fiber is good for? <laughs> no, leave it alone. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm gonna trying to giggle again. I'm just trying to stay relevant here. I've worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I like this. Was, it, this, is so, this is interesting because you just think like rice. It's rice. Like it's just rice. It's the most basic I know. thing ever. And even rice is super complicated. Exactly. Yes. And they've all got different yeah. um, levels of carbs. Mm-hmm. So not. A different rice has got a different level of mm. carbohydrate. That's wild. It's crazy. So the next Food one. Food is so complicated. I know. Even yeah. rice is complicated. I know. Good old rice. But, yeah, good old simple. dependable rice. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that really sticks out, and that's red rice. Ah. So it's actually higher in fiber than brown rice. And lower in carb? Um, I think a little bit. I think black rice is it's a little lowest. bit lower. Okay. Um, but it also contains um, this compound called anthocyanins which is also found in like red fruit and vegetables uh-huh. so it's even got antioxidants in the rice so you're getting like a double whammy this if you're having got me red so psyched I'm so red rice. it actually tastes really good too ASAP. so red rice is, is kind of the best yes. the best red all rice right. yes all and in then, on red rice <laughs> and there's black rice so that's a little bit nuttier and it has a stronger mm. flavor um it's got for about 4.5 grams of fiber per 100 grams so it's higher than brown rice but not as high as red yeah so red rules anything other than white i think yeah great well rice 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 anyway so complex rice.com <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, make sure you check out our other podcasts on the HuffPost Network, including HuffPost Humans and Breaking the Ice.